Welcome to the Directing Animation Livecast with Scott Weiser. Just one week before episode 23, when I unleashed 10 feature film pitches into the world, I partnered with Space Station Animation as a director on exciting original projects. This will open up even more opportunities on this show to explore the art of directing animation and the pursuit of telling deeply meaningful stories. Speaking of space station animation, I have my good friend Sean Duras or Sean McBride in the studio with me today. Welcome, Sean. That intro was amazing. <laughs> I'm excited to be here, Scott. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. If you don't know Sean Duras, uh, or if you do know Sean Duras, you're probably more likely to know him as a Snapchat celebrity or YouTube Doodle celebrity. Master. Doodle Snapchat master. Doodle master. Yeah. He's great at growing social media audiences. At the same time, the thing that has inspired me most about you, Sean, is Space Station. This great Same. company you built with over 100 people in it. It yeah. actually has more than 8, 9, 10 companies now in Somewhere it. Somewhere around there, it's yeah. It's just an inspiring, wonderful thing. So. Yeah. I agree, man. I'm, I'm happy to be here. I've never, I've maybe only done a handful of podcasts ever, and I've never been able to talk about the animation studio and the process of building that. It's been over the past about year and a half, and... We've just been heads down building it, and yeah, this is my first time to just be able to express the journey, so I'm excited to be here. Let's yeah. jump in. Oh yeah, I'm totally ready for that. And speaking of the channel, I want to show you this clip first before we so, talk about the first question, just so you can kind of get an idea of the tone of our first episode. The episode's had over 5 million views and a wonderful, awesome NFT drop that has yeah. gone along with it called Quarter Machine. Yeah. Let's roll that clip. Roll it. Now I unlocked the door. Let's go grab my wings. What? The fairy escaped? I'm coming. No, no. How'd you let her escape? Don't let her get her wings. Oh, you're letting her get away. I got my wings back. Root beer bomb. Miss me, miss me. And now I got to get out of here. Root beer bomb. <laughs> oh, I love that clip. Yeah, the cool thing about watching that clip is there are tons of different animators. There's tons of different talent yeah, the uh, that I see. Yeah. And you were on this project for, you know, I've only been at Space Station for four months. It's it's felt like a year at least. You really? Because things move so four fast. Four months, we've accomplished so much. Yeah, and you've yeah. been on this for more than a year. Yep. And so you probably looked at all those pieces and you could see like the development of Sean and then yeah. the development of Pirate Island and there are all these different meetings you probably had running through your head and... And yeah, it's it's quite the quite the accomplishment. We did it. Yeah, yeah it's, I'm I'm proud of this one, and I'm proud to be on this podcast, dude. Like this setup, like that. You just played the video and all these micros. This is a, everything you do, you do right, Scott. That's what I like about you, man. Uh, that's no, what I like no. about you, man. <laughs> hey, yeah. Fun. The uh, the other interesting difference between us, if yeah. we want to talk a couple of differences, which I I love the dynamic. Um, I've been spending years like working really slowly and steady on these feature films, right? Yeah. And I put all my heart and soul into it and refine yeah. it and refine it and refine it. And then I go back to my theater days with you uh -huh. where you just jump up and you improvise. Yeah. And you're just like a master it. improviser. Yeah. At the same time, I have noticed there is a bit of refinement that goes into when you build Space Station. And as you're building the overall A for Adley brand, mm -hmm. I'd love to have a conversation of your thoughts of improvisation versus polishing and doing things right in the slow and steady way of building something really big and amazing. Yeah, for sure. 
I think um, it's really important to know a direction and have a vision for what you want. Yeah. And then as you're moving towards that, to just tell the story, whether you're building a company or sharing a video or creating a piece of content, like there's a story to be told to the consumer who's watching it, right? Yeah. They need to feel something or like feel motivation or understand what you're trying to portray, right? So I figure out what that, that overlaying story is, even if it's just a fun, I, I do family vlogs on YouTube, right? So yeah, yeah. go have fun adventures with my family. We call them the best days ever. Every day we try and film, a, not every day. For, I did do like 800 best days ever in a row. Yeah. You know that? 800 days filming every I did know single that. day without yeah. Wow, that was wild. I'm not going to do that again. What a ride. <laughs> it was a yeah. lot of fun, but it was heavy. Um, Hard work. So yeah, now a couple times a week, we'll have a best day ever. We'll film it, go to the dinosaur park, whatever. And I do build out a storyline because I want. I, I have almost three sequences when I film a vlog. And most people probably don't know this. They think I just grab a camera and go out fun, right? But yeah. I usually try and have one setting or moment and then another setting or moment and then a final setting or moment, right? So it's in the morning getting ready, cereal, fun, you know, and then dinosaur park. And then, oh, in the evening, we're going to make a fort or whatever we're going to do. Yeah. In my head, I map it out. So there's a storyline. It's like, oh, in the morning, we're going to talk about how Navy's walking now. And we show her walking. And then we're going to go walk around the dinosaur park, right? Mm -hmm. And then yeah. in the evening, we're going to build that fort. And whatever happens while we're doing that, that's just improv. The kids run around and have fun. And whatever happens, happens, right? Yeah. But I know that the story I'm trying to tell today is that Navy's walking. And we're going to go walk around the dinosaur park to celebrate. So I kind of have like a baseline. It's like, whose line is it anyway? But I, yeah. I just do it with my kids, right? Well, you've got the three-act stru structure in there. Yeah, If you have exactly. three sections, yeah. See, you know what the three-act structure I didn't even know it was called that. I just do it because it seems like it makes sense. I never like <laughs> learned this stuff in books. I just started doing it. it you tell out. stories, you engage with your audience, yep. you see how the audience receives it, and then you adapt to that. Yeah, for sure. Which is very improvisational. It's, yes. it's just Which awesome. the, the cartoons that we've made together, those are based off improvs. Like the original videos that we created on YouTube, yeah. those were just playing, having fun. At Pirate Island's a real place here in Utah where we can like go and run around with the kids and we have a pirate ship there and stuff. Awesome. So <laughs> that was just us running around, having fun, actually throwing root beer bombs and playing and just whatever happens, happens. Yeah. And now we're able to take that exact same story and audio and us playing and reimagine it visually through animation, which is what you and the team are doing. Yeah. And so I love it because it's very like authentic to who our family is and the playing and the, the squeals and laughter from Adley are like just genuine because we're actually having fun, right? Yeah. And yes, we had a skeleton of like, okay, we're gonna, I'm gonna be a pirate dad, she's gonna be a fairy, she's gonna steal the treasure, we'll go back and forth. And that's kind of like the base storyline. But from there, yeah, it's improv and just having fun. Yeah. And the cool thing that also happens in between animation us is Nick Russo, right? Yeah, yeah. So Nick and Colby, they go in and they edit that thing. Yeah. And they really polish up that story you were trying to tell and make sure that you dialed in everything right, right? Yeah. I and then we do that again. Yep. For I, our episode. I think it's really important to have a solid team when you're, when you're creating projects, especially in my scenario where I'm working with my family and kids and whatnot. Yeah. If I was, um, under the pressure of filming and editing and preparing and doing all this different stuff, I think it would become inconvenient or not fun to film as many videos as we do. Okay. But because I have an amazing team who, you know, Jenny and me and the kids like come up with the fun ideas and we make a list and we'll just choose an idea off the list and go have fun one day, right? And then yeah. we have a team who films it and then edits it and gets it all ready and then I'll review the edits before they go live so it tells the story that I want and it's just done the way that, that I feel I want to be portrayed with my family, right? Yeah, yeah. And then it goes live. So it's really like no stress, like on my plate and on my family's plate we yeah. just go have the fun but other people are preparing and editing and doing all that and then same with animation then you guys take it from there and the team runs with it and my family gets to see what you've created and we give feedback on it but yeah, yeah. it just keeps moving so it's a fun way for us to like create a lot of good opportunities and like create these, these videos for our community to watch without yeah. like overloading or stressing out the family 
Yeah, yeah. Well, in my first couple of weeks at Space Station, I was just watching you, and I thought, how in the world does this guy have all this energy to do all this stuff? Cocaine. I'm just kidding. I made that up. <laughs> That's the secret. You all know now. <laughs> no, you do not do cocaine. <laughs> no, never. Um, Healthy guy. But yeah, yeah. I, I do need more sleep, but honestly, I think it's that I actually do enjoy it, right? Yeah. Like, I do enjoy building Space Station. I do enjoy... I get a... I, I'm almost, you know, forced to go have fun with my family multiple times a week, which... I think a, a normal family structure is like you go have fun sometimes on the weekends or like whenever there's a school break or whatever. But yeah. I have the the benefit of saying like we're going to go to the dinosaur park or whatever it is multiple times this week. Like we're going to go yeah. do fun – three fun things as a family this week. And man, I'm really grateful for that because not everyone can take half a day off work to go have fun and still call it work. Oh, so yeah, I'm yeah, really yeah. for that. Well, I mean – that's always a, a difficulty like that I go through as well with having yeah. a family and also having the career goals and all of that and trying to balance the two. And I just think it's brilliant how you've been able to just structure that into your work day. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of wild. Like the work yeah. family balance isn't a balance. It's just it's everything. Work yeah. and family. That's all I do. <laughs> well, and, and something else I observed those first two weeks that I've, I've learned over time, like all that energy I was seeing wasn't just your energy. Mm-hmm. It was also the energy of all the people you put in place at the space station who are doing work. You know what? That's so accurate. Oh, yeah. Well said. When I come into the space station, like I just see people, like, hey, what's up? I saw this. You <laughs> see this? New SSG, this. Oh, have you seen the new merch? I see it. I'm just excited. Like that place is just an atom bomb of energy. I love it. It is an atom bomb of energy. I like that expression. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And it was also, it was fun one day when I came downstairs and you mentioned how you come up with these ideas for what you're going to do for the different episodes. And I walked down the stairs and there was Nick setting up a Thomas the Train engine set, right? (laughs) And and I'm like, what are you up to? And he's like, this is one of the next videos. And he was setting that up, you know? So even he gets to play a little bit at work as well. (laughs) That's true. And again, that's that's the balance so that we can accomplish so much and not like spread, get too spread thin. It's all about having a good team. Um, The space station, we call them our crew, our space station crew. And we have probably over, I don't know, 40 to 60 people there on an average day. And then we have people off location as well. And I think yeah. over 100 crew members in our Slack now. And it's just, we moving, baby. I checked. A, it was 120 last time I checked. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Go us. So, yeah, go us. Also, you you cultivate this sense of positivity that I've rarely seen. Even, you know, I've worked with a lot of amazing bosses but there was one day where you had said thing one something one day, mm-hmm. and it kind of bothered me, but not too bad. But you came and corrected it the next day. Yeah. And you're always going around and trying to lift everything up and make it more positive. Yeah. Uh, what is your approach to that? Can you explain more about that? Um, well, I mean, you related me to a boss, and I'm not a boss at all. I just worked there, like with people, like a lot of partners, right? So well, yeah, like and I think of you as a par- partner as well. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think that's one part is like no one feels like they're going to work and they need to impress their boss. It's like we're just all building a space station together. And when they see me, I think naturally maybe some people are a little nervous to talk to me because like I'm in charge or whatever. But yeah, yeah, yeah. really, like everyone's just kind of friendly, and we just kind of jam. And I think that's the the approach that works is as long as everyone knows that they're part of the team and we're just building this together. That like it's more fun and everyone can be more positive versus like the pressure of performing and impressing people like yeah there's a pressure because we have a lot going on and we expect like people to work really hard and just give their all and care a lot i think that's the word at the space station is care like we expect people to care a ton but it's easy to care when you enjoy what you're doing and you feel appreciated and you don't feel like you have a boss you just have a guy who's checking in on you and you know you have a team of people that are all rooting for you and so 
I don't know. I, I've intentionally not really structured, you know, hierarchies, all this different stuff, just so people can jam together. But as it's scaled and we we receive more opportunity and there's more different businesses and verticals within the space station, yeah, yeah we we need to organize and structure a bit. So it's been this balance and learning process of structuring and giving accountability without creating managers and bosses and hierarchies. And I think we've done a really good job, but, you know, as we continue to grow and scale off to keep learning how to how, do that. How do you do that? Yeah. We're doing a solid mediocre, like 8.5 out of 10 right now. <laughs> <laughs> but most of the time it feels like 10 out of 10, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, and part of that is the positivity. Do you think that uh, caring yeah. is part of that engine that drives you to generate positivity into the company and in yeah, your yeah. life and interactions. Yeah. If you care about people and they care about what they're doing and everyone cares about their future and they feel vested in their future, right? Like no one looks at this as just like the a stepping stone to their next kind of thing. It's like everyone believes in what we're doing. They're like, they want to give it their all and turn this into something. And they realize that they have autonomy to like mold the future of their career and what they're building, right? Because we're building everything from an animation studio to we do influencer marketing to I do YouTube videos. We have an esports organization, Space Station Gaming. <laughs> we do uh, Space Station Investments. We have Space Station CPG, which works in the food, health, and wellness category. Like we have all these different Space Station entities, and they're all working together. And that's kind of like yeah. the magic, the symbiotic ecosystem. <laughs> the circle of life. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. So I have a buddy that uh, I talk to a lot and uh, Scott Thorpe. What's up, Scott? Hey. <laughs> Just a wonderful, wonderful brain. He's developed blockchain and he's worked in the first Ooh, days I like of blockchain. Facebook. He was actually the inspiration behind Linguini's hair and Ratatouille. Just an interesting, quiet guy okay. who's just brilliant. You know, we've had lots of conversations about space station, about life and that sort of thing. And he, he said something really cool one day. Yeah. He's like, Sean Duras sounds like this guy can, that can just poke at life and get it to do things. And then craft it so it can be what he wants it to yeah. be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd love to talk more about that process. Like, how do Ooh. you go about that? Oh, man. You know, I served, a, I served a mission for my church in Honduras for two years, and that really gave me a lot of perspective. It helped me grow up and just realize how much I care about people and whatnot. And while I was there... Thing number one, I met my business partner, Sean Holiday. So the space Without station. knowing he'd yeah, be your business partner. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> we just met each other down there. We're both working hard to help people. And yeah. um, we became really good friends. And then when we got home, I'm kind of going on a tangent here, but when we got home, he started a company and really understood business. I started being a creator, got famous on Snapchat, and we brought that together to build the space station. So thing number one, Honduras helped me find my business partner and just kind of ride or die best friend, Sean Holiday. And yeah. then secondly... There, it taught me lots of other things. And there's a story that they'd always tell about like how the frog became the king of the rainforest. And I was like, what? And they'd tell it to me and they'd tell it to me in Spanish. At first, I didn't really understand it that well. And then as I learned more and more Spanish, I, I learned the real meaning of the story and how cool it was. Uh, quick version of the story. Okay. Is that, uh, they were going to name a new king of the jungle. And so they, they had this tournament and they're like, first animal to get to the top of the mountain or this jungle peak is going to be the new king. And so all the animals lined up one day and they all started running, going to the top. And they got to like a river, you know, and half the animals are like, well, I can't swim. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, if you, you know, fox, you can't swim or whatever. And then they get to like a big cliff and then some are able to hop down the cliff or fly down the cliff or whatever. And then some smaller people are like, I can't do the cliff, right? And so every time the frog just kept going and like there's a swamp and then some people can't get through the swamp. The bear gets stuck in the swamp and the frog just keeps going. <laughs> he gets to this really hard part where they're scaling. The mountain goats are going up to the very top peak, you know, and everyone's like, you can't do that, dude. You're just a frog. And the frog just keeps going and whatnot. Anyways, point of the story is the frog gets to the top and everyone's like, oh my gosh, this little frog out of all the things in the jungle, the beasts and the giant, whatever, the frog is the one who got to the top and like, how'd you do it? 
And the animals go talk to him. How'd you do it? And he doesn't say anything. And they're like, well, how'd you do it? And he's just like, he doesn't say anything. <laughs> and then they found out the frog was deaf. And so that's how the frog became the king of the jungle because he's deaf and he couldn't hear everyone say like, you can't do that or that's hard or that's going to be too big or what whatnot. And he became the king of the jungle for it. Now, some crazy Honduras story that just Im- impacted me. But yeah, yeah, I think awesome. that's uh, what you're talking about with poking and prodding a little bit is like, if I really understood how complicated it was to animate and build an animation studio and the whole pipeline and everything that we've created, I probably would have been really hesitant to start an animation studio under the space station. Yeah. But because I'm uh, a little bit deaf to that, I guess you could say, and I just kind of <laughs> poked at it and I was like, you know what? I love sharing stories. I love social media. I love building communities. And my community would really benefit from seeing cartoons from from our uh, family. It started with my daughter, Adley, who who does the YouTube videos. Yeah. So I was like, well, I feel bad for our audience who's used to us doing like, you know, three videos a week or whatnot. I wonder if there's a way we could still like share fun videos with our audience, but, you know, still be occupied with school and whatnot. And so it was the idea of animating current adventures and creating new videos for them. And so that's really where the idea started. Yeah. But again, being a deaf frog, I had no idea how hard that would be. And I I just started down the journey and then through having amazing people around me, um, Jordan at the Space yeah, Station, Jordan, yeah. Holiday, and uh, the early members of the team, Nick and Kate, our storyboard artist, Eli, mm-hmm. who proved out the first model for us. Like We were just able to start moving down the road and getting close. And then that's when I realized, oh, this is way harder than I thought. And that's where I had to look for some serious talent. And that's where I found more team and guys like um, Nathan Riddle from Wildworks and you. And man, Scott, when you joined the team, like it really all came together. You and Nate kind of joined in that same little period. And yeah, from that same moment on, week. it was just, it was like we were pulling back the slingshot for months and months. And then as soon as you and Nate joined, it was just... Doof. Yeah, it was like one minute, 20 seconds of the episode to the full episode. That's how much we got done in a month with the team and and new animators. And yeah, yeah, across the board, whether it's the same thing with esports, right? Like really looking esports like it's deep and it's it's we were very early to it. And it's a little wild west, but kind of being a deaf frog, we didn't even know what we were getting into. And we were able to build something. And then same with YouTube. I think a lot of people don't start YouTube because they're like, oh, I'm late or, you know, there's already so many views or what if I don't get views or whatnot? And they're worried. But if you're just deaf to like what other people think or what the world tells you is difficult, then you can accomplish a lot. And so I think the space station is just full of a bunch of deaf frogs in astronaut suits. That's yeah. what I think. Yeah. <laughs> Have you done any work to create this filter? Because this goes back to the positivity. No, no as well. work. I'm, it's it's just it's just kind of out of like me not researching and moving really fast. Like <laughs> animation. Of course, I could do that. Like, dude, I can like kick flip an eight star on my skateboard. I can build an animation studio. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and when you hear somebody to discourage you, what do you do with that? Like, I don't hear people somebody... discourage me. I literally, I'm so in this bubble of awesomeness that like, because <laughs> awesome. seriously, I, I spend time with my family and have yeah. fun. And then I go to the space station and feel that atom bomb energy and yeah, hustle. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, I interact with my neighbors or see people at church a little bit, but like, I don't know. I just don't get that much negativity. So I just don't even have time. I'm, I'm full deaf frog mode right now. Um, I guess on social media, there are comments and sometimes there's comments that, you know, people like to judge and whatnot. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I've just been on social media long enough that I've learned that you just can't pay attention to those. And you always yeah. hear that, but it's just, it's your own challenge of not paying attention to it, right? Like you can let something bother you or not bother you. And that's kind of your choice. So internet comments don't really bother me. And luckily our, our audience is just so amazing. It's mostly families that yeah, really appreciate what we're doing. There's, there's yeah. very few, <laughs> if any negative comments ever, except for yeah. esports. Esports is a bit gnarly. Is it a bit gnarly? Trolls. <laughs> Why all trolls like esports? Yeah. Well, the other thing um, that was I wasn't expecting at all when I came on board, right, was the NFT space. Oh, the yeah, me either. I space. didn't mean, yeah, that was, that's just and, been this uh, year. Wow. 
I think watching how that unfolded is very, and, and I hope I can say some of the things. If, if not, you can stop me. <laughs> no, go for but, it. But uh, if I start choking you, that's your cue to like stop talking. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I just know that it's a, it's a very, <laughs> it's still in the works, right? We're yeah, yeah. still rolling things out. But uh, with that, it was interesting because we had never, I had no anticipation of the NFTs. I had thought about it myself on my own and kind of mm-hmm. explored it a little bit, but I knew there was so much more to it that I just didn't know about. Oh, so I was tons. like, I'll wait, right? Yeah. So we had no idea we were going to do NFTs, right? Mm-hmm. It was like one month, two months. We're finishing the first episode, I think. Yeah. Was on, when... the, on the back end, on the space station side, we had been working on an NFT project for a while and we knew that we wanted to do NFTs. Oh, interesting. We didn't just know didn't that. know how we were going to approach Because again, there's NFT is wild west. It's early sports, right? So there's yeah. still a lot getting figured out. And the only thing we knew about NFTs is that you have to do it right. You have yeah. to really add utility, really like have the right artists involved and actually care about your project. And so we had been looking at NFTs. I bought my first NFT from Gary V like May of this year. Yeah, yeah. And that thing had it taught me so much the way Gary V's doing his community with V friends and whatnot that it just motivated me. So we were learning and looking for an opportunity, but yeah, it wasn't until the animation team really brought everything to life and episode one was getting close to finalized. Right, like, man, these artists worked so hard. And I think what clicked for me is we were looking at just like the intricate like amount of work that someone put into just a prop that was in there, just that boot. Like I remember the boot, the the stinky <laughs> boot was just like we put so much work into making that look amazing. I'm like, and that's just a prop that's sitting in the ship, and like she grabs a treasure out of it. Like I wish people could appreciate how much time and energy our team spent on this boot and we're like there it is that's the nft project and like let's share these people's art and so that was really helpful because the nft project gave us a way to share more of the art that we're doing and also be able to fund the studio in a way like the people who have participated in our nft prop with quarter machine they're like helping like get the studio up and off the ground and in return the studio is putting their nfts in future projects and episodes and they'll get licensing rewards and then we're sending them all the stuff and like it's just again this perfect symbiotic ecosystem (laughs) quarter machine to the community and the yeah the animation studio is really cool and i think quarter machine nfts have been a really nice part to that they have, they have. And watching that unfold, uh, the day you came to me, you said, I have a bomb to throw on you guys. But it's the kind of bomb that when it explodes, giggles come out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Colby was like, a root beer bomb? You're like, exactly, exactly, root beer bomb. Let's write that down. I had somebody, when Quarter Machine was launching, who came to me, who is in love with the NFT space, and they said, oh, I'm so glad that Sean Durst is finally doing NFTs. I was wondering when he'd grab a couple, you know, yeah. million bucks or whatever through NFTs. And, oh, and we haven't grabbed uh, a couple million, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that was his phrase. And I was like, Okay, <laughs> well, yeah. wait, wait, this is not a money grab, right? Yeah, yeah. This is really like about putting value into yep. the community and not just through the NFTs, but through other things coming up that rewards for having bought those NFTs. Yeah. And we have that meta map, is that what we're calling the it? Meta the meta map, map? Yeah. yeah. I think the way that and a lot of people have approached NFTs and the way we're doing it as well is very similar to like a Kickstart campaign or something. You know, yeah, It's like yeah. if you believe in this animation studio and you like these cartoons and stuff, like here's some collectible pieces from the first cartoon. Like imagine if... Toy Story when Pixar started yeah. had like had made a couple like NFTs of the lamp and of Woody and Buzz and if you had those original NFTs that the animators had created when they created Toy Story and that helped fund Pixar and get it up and going then obviously Pixar is way bigger than us and I'm not comparing but that concept like yeah this community that has purchased the NFTs they're helping us get up and running with this yeah and that's really cool man well they're way bigger than us but they also started in a zone you know similar yeah. to ours which yeah. is, is really cool I think you know, I've been in a lot of studios, I've been in a lot of environments, and Space Station does have a unique vibe. It's one of the best places I've worked. And, Heck uh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I've seen those other studios. I think we have something cool going on. Yeah, something for special. And sure. it's going to keep going. Yes. yes. Next question. Next question. 
I've already been through all the questions. You were so good at covering this stuff. So well, I, I can talk forever. No sweat. <laughs> <laughs> no sweat. I would like to talk a bit more about this, um, the beginnings of Space Station. Yeah. For sure. Because I know that story about you meeting up with Sean Holiday. Yeah, yeah. Um, from Sean Holiday's perspective, it was really cool because I had a conversation with him about it. And he's just like, you know, I had all these dreams that I wanted to to happen in Space Station, but I had to be very slow and steady about them. Mm-hmm. Right? We had to take the first opportunity that worked through with what Sean had built mm-hmm. and build something with that and then build something from there and then there and yeah. there. And then it just starts to branch out, right? Yeah. Um, can you talk more about that process and how it was? And- yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the most common problem i guess you could say we've had with space station is we see all these opportunities and we just want to take them one of my favorite quotes that i've said myself one of my favorite i'm quoting myself is is take every small opportunity and turn it into a big opportunity and that's one of my favorite quotes because that's how the space station was built right it's like i saw an opportunity within snapchat and i turned into a bigger opportunity to leverage that even bigger and build a community and then saw the opportunity to try out esports and it started out as streaming and then it slowly turned into space station gaming we saw an opportunity to help some of my friends with influencer marketing, right? As an influencer, I was working with brands like Taco Bell and Red Bull doing paid Snapchats and YouTube videos, right? Yeah, yeah. And then if Wendy's comes to me and says, hey, do you want to promote or talk about these new chicken fries and make a cool Snapchat story? Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm actually like partnered with Taco Bell and that would be a conflict, but let me introduce you to my buddy and I would get him a thing. And so yeah. it was just a small opportunity to like start hooking up my friends with better deals. And uh, then it was like, between me and Holiday, we're like, why don't we just do this on a larger scale and help lots of creators build their brands? Because, you know, we're all, uh, we're both creators, right? Yeah, and yeah. The more that you can fuel your dreams, the more time and energy you can spend into them. And so our goal was to like fuel the dreams of creators around us so that they could quit their jobs and full-time create. And we've done that magnificently. I think over the past four years, we've helped 50 plus creators quit their jobs and just full-time be creators. And right now with Space Station Integrations, we're doing about $2 million a month towards creators and brand deals and stuff. So that's really amazing to know that we're supporting my friends and people who are on the same path as me so that they can build and do, and then we help them make their own backpacks and lenses and projects. Yeah. And it's just so amazing, man. So, and by um, creators, you mean people who are on YouTube? Yeah, or people on who are on YouTube, or on Instagram, Twitch. streamers. Yeah. yeah, just anyone who's out there creating and they're trying to share a story with a community and through that, you can generate uh, revenue through AdSense on YouTube, yeah. or you can partner with brands to tell their story, or you can sell merch or any of those different things. And so we basically enable creators to grow and create their brands. And so what Holiday was saying is like, before we could go help other people grow and create their brands, we really yeah. had to prove the model with Sean Durst, right? And like, uh-huh. I had to do those deals and really understand how to do them. And I had to speak and I did my TED Talks and got my Forbes 30 under 30. And that's what kind of like validated us is like, hey, we know how to take creators to the next level. Let us help you take it to the next level, right? And then same thing with esports. And then same thing with investment space. Like um, we were able to invest in so many of these amazing companies because they've seen what we've done with Space Station. And we become strategic investors because like we want some of that magic. Like help us build more digital communities. Help us like with this piece of it, our content, whatever it is, right? So then we can come in and actually help them tell their story better on digital and increase their digital footprint and community. And so 
now it's not just looking for things to put money in. It's we're strategic investors and we're adding value to everything we invest in. And so, again, it started with Sean Durst on Snapchat and doing YouTube and whatnot. And then it yeah. spread to us doing influencer marketing, helping other creators, doing esports and gaming, investing in other companies. We have the animation studio. Yeah. We have um, just a whole slew of different things going on in the space. I'm not going to start listening because I'd probably miss a couple. But it's <laughs> you have the creative division, you know, yeah. the creative team. You Every have, small yeah. opportunity. You just need to take it and turn it into Content a bigger team. one. So we have tons of small opportunities going on at the space station nfts and core machine that's a small opportunity and then it worked and turned into a bigger one yeah it did with the animation studio we've gone down the road with several other small opportunities and then we hit pause because it wasn't the right time like we're gonna focus on shorts we're gonna do educational kids content yeah yeah like wrote some songs right yeah yeah, you've created some incredible (laughs) songs like our animation crew has created some really good content that we haven't even shared yet because like you just got to go down every road, take every small opportunity, and then really analyze, like, is the timing right on this or what should you focus on? Yeah. And that's been the magic of the space stations. We've gone down so many roads that you probably don't even know about. We we created an eSports e- footwear brand once called oh, really? Feather Footwear. Yes, oh, exactly. Like, all this other stuff. And, like, I wouldn't necessarily even say we failed, which I'm okay to fail, and we have failed in certain things, but we're really good going down the road and then just realigning or shifting our focus to somewhere else like you wouldn't say we failed at creating kids content as an animation studio we just decided no. not to do it right now right oh yeah the shorts yeah, yeah. exactly we didn't feel yeah, yeah the songs are great Someday so we just shifted will see focus them. and now we're going to double down on doing these a for Hadley episodes because yeah. they're so fun everyone's loving them so I think that's it is just keep experimenting, but never, never turn down a small opportunity. Here's the yeah. thing. I think too many people are looking for a big opportunity. They're waiting for their they big are. break. They're yeah, waiting yeah, for yeah. their big project or whatever. And they're missing all the small opportunities because they're waiting for that big one. But really you just take every small opportunity and see which one you can turn into a big one. I love that. And also say, now's not the time for this thing. Yeah. Let's just shelve that. It might be of use someday. You Elf know? on the shelf it. Elf on the shelf, yeah. exactly. When the space station is such an amazing place, I mean, a visit to the space station is kind of like a visit to a space station, right? It's mm-hmm. not, it's something out of this world. You know, when I, I was again, not looking for that opportunity. Yeah. I, even the day before I came to the space station, I said, I don't ever want to work for somebody else again, yeah. Yeah. which I'm technically more of a partner, right? But yeah, yeah it, uh, I come in the next day just to show what I was doing. You know, yeah. I was looking yeah. for that feature film and it's a distant dream, right? Yeah. You showed me what was going on. I was just like, there's no way I cannot engage with this thing. Yeah. You know, so you took the small opportunity. Now you've already turned it into a much bigger opportunity and what you've created with space station animation, what you've learned and all of the connections you've made and stuff and the, the credibility you've gained. Yeah. And that's going to help you get to your bigger dream. And who knows what that timeline is or whatnot. But like, if you wouldn't have taken the small opportunity to help us out with space station animation, we wouldn't be in the spot we're in. So thank you. Yeah. But also, I feel like you have learned quite a bit being oh. here and we've created something amazing together. I've told so. people over and over again that I am so glad I've learned a lot of these lessons on, you know, the small, scrappy, yeah. shorts YouTube yeah, yeah, yeah. project, um, rather than a full feature film where there's more money on the line and, you know, that sort of yeah. thing. And, and also working with you again, the positivity, the ability to take things that could possibly turn out negative in other hands yeah. and, and make it positive. Let's, yeah. let's care about this thing. Let's nurture this thing. Let's make yeah. it grow. It's been very inspiring. Ain't nobody Absolutely. got time to focus on the negative. That just <laughs> exactly. slows you down. Like, um, it does the, slow you the down. The amount of like hiccups or just like little fires we got to put out every day at the yeah. space station is tons. But if you focus on those, then yeah, it just is a bummer, right? So yeah, yeah. you just knock those out and focus on the good stuff. And it's really your perception, right? Whatever you're thinking about, that's that's going to be your attitude the rest of the day. So I just try and think about the good stuff and keep it going. 
You do, you do. I even noticed when we were getting near the end of the quarter machine push. Uh-huh. You know, I could t- I could tell you were tired. I could oh, tell. Oh yeah, I'm tired right now. I'm always tired. <laughs> <laughs> I could tell that maybe there was a temptation, maybe less with you than others, to to maybe be a bit negative and st- like needs time to decompress. But your whole your whole uh, approach to us like let's go play pickleball, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and you opened the gym doors, ordered pizza, crumble cookies, and we yeah. all played pickleball, and it was, it was just, a good time, man. Yeah, it was yeah. wonderful. Mm-hmm. So. And I'm really lucky that I can uh, diversify and shift around, right? It's not just like, oh, I put all my eggs in the quarter machine basket and this has to work or the animation studio. Like when we focused on quarter machine, I went into what I call my quarter machine cocoon and I just focused it heavy for like a couple <laughs> yeah. months. But like then I was able to come out of that and just like focus on other projects and work on other things. We have yeah. so many awesome things in the pipeline at Space yeah. Station. We just, we have our new Halo skin, a Space Station gaming Halo skin in yeah. the game. Like, so it's fun to be able to like play around with stuff like that and just get excited and then come back and solve problems and have that balance so that's just the benefit of being diverse in what you're doing got to keep those eggs in different baskets and got to still continue being a professional fun haver yeah is gary exactly. v branded you <laughs> yes professional fun haver that's that's my title i i've never considered myself i don't even know what i am a, a boss or a ceo or a executive or a president or whatever i mean i'm just a professional fun haver building a space station with a space station a dude in a crew. t-shirt right yeah we had uh, our modeler nick just put together this character and he's like, this is Sean for episode some, so and so, such yeah. and such an episode. And he's like, it's just a dude in a t-shirt. And he's like, that's my mantra. That's yep. what he said. <laughs> yeah, I'm just a dude in a t-shirt. Yeah. Which is cool. It's cool. So my last question that we always end with is the get wiser moment. Yeah. And it's about my long-term goal, right? Of yeah. telling deeply meaningful stories. Yeah. So if my goal is to get the greatest clarity of truth into the story, what approach would you recommend? The greatest clarity of truth. Hmm. I don't, uh, let's see here. This this is the challenging question that I ask. This is why I ask it every episode. Yeah. I think you gotta, it's hard because you have to cater to what the audience wants to see, but you also have to like create a story that you authentically want to tell and believe in. And if Mm -hmm. you, you know, if I'm forcing fun or doing any of that in my videos, it just doesn't turn out as good. Right. But if I do what I know my kids and I actually want to do, that's why I use the example of the dinosaur park because Nico loves to go there. He does. like, there's no planning and there's no shots or whatnot. It's just us genuinely having fun and going for it. So yeah. I guess in in animation or anything else, like you just got to create what you want to create and then it will turn out really good. You can't cater too much to what you think society wants or what will get views. Or I, I come from the social media world. I think so many social media influencers cater too much to the algorithm, right? It's uh-huh. like, oh, it's really favoring shorts right now or it's favoring... And you got to do that stuff strategically, but you can't change who you are to, to please an algorithm. You have to have integrity, right? Yeah. And then one of my favorite quotes from you as well, yeah. quote you now, <laughs> is well, one day when we went to Pirate Island, I said, I really like how on social media you're not, you're not getting political or waxing religious or you yeah. know just like sharing all these opinions and stuff yeah. and, and you said yeah we don't share opinions just positivity yep that's it man uh, <laughs> I loved that. yeah i think there's so many people sharing so many opinions and they're all different and it's like anything there's good and bad to any opinion right so we're just sharing positivity and uh, people come to just enjoy and watch us have a best day ever and feel yeah. part of it. Like I think our family is a family for a lot of other families who are, especially during COVID, weren't able to hang out with friends oh, and yeah. family and whatnot, <laughs> or maybe their dad's gone right now. And so like, it feels like hanging out with Shonders is like hanging out with their dad, or maybe they don't have brothers and sisters. So watching Adley and Nico feels like the brothers and sisters. And in our videos, we try and give ideas for parents on things they can do with their kids, crafts and games. And yeah. when we make a mess, we always try and show ourselves like, like on camera cleaning it up like okay we're done let's clean up and then we'll go do something else and just kind of set the precedence of you know just good examples yeah 
Interesting. I really like your answer. I want to kind of rephrase it and see what you think of it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know so, if I understood the question very good. <laughs> no, no, no. So the greatest clarity of truth, I think, comes through your storytelling through a conversation with the audience. So you're having okay. this conversation. Okay. You have your values and you have integrity toward those values. At the same time, you're interacting with that audience and finding out how to communicate that okay. with them through fun. Yeah. Through having fun with your family. And that's what is of most value to you. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Okay. Well, I got a question for you. Okay. What is the number one thing you've learned from being in the space station? What's what's your biggest takeaway over the past four months? That's a tough question. Yeah. It doesn't have to be the most, but just just hit me with like what you've learned while you've been here. Well, I could just start to list off things that I've learned. Go for um, it. One thing is, you know, my family started watching it for Adley, and all oh, the yeah. time they're bringing the games over, and I'm like, "Hey, Dad, let's play this game. Let's play this game." And yeah. I have, you know, I think I've become a better father. Heck for sure. Yeah. Which That's is one of my main goals is to remind parents that like yeah. you can play pretend with your kids. Yeah. And like here's a pro tip if anyone's a parent out there watching, like at times it's it's hard. Like you're tired or you're busy or you have things on your mind, and it's hard to like play pretend and play with toys, right? Yeah. If you're not into it, it's hard and it the time goes slow and whatnot. So if you just get into it and actually play pretend be like, I'm gonna get into this and just like lean into it and have fun and yeah. use your imagination, it's more fun and the time goes by faster. So like that's the secret. It's just like if you have to clean your room or get homework done or anything else, like if you just do it yeah. and knock it out, it's easier and faster if yeah. you're like, oh, lamenting it, it just takes forever. So yeah. same thing with being a parent and with kids, like just lean into like enjoying time with them and it's more pleasant. Yeah. And I've also loved the power of positivity that I've learned yeah. from that. I, I, it's been a bit of a mistake and I was in the startup Ogden building where I was interacting with other entrepreneurs and that was a really great thing. And I learned a ton with them. I think I did still isolate myself a little bit too much. And mm-hmm. I think when you spend your too much time alone, mm-hmm. you can start to let things get you down and start paying attention to the things that yeah. aren't positive. And uh, yeah, I've loved that about the space station where let's just make this positive. Yeah. We got and, a good group uh, of people and there's always something good going on. And I can definitely see like, this is a radical shift toward how my career has been so far. Yes. For sure. <laughs> that's amazing. Well, that makes me yeah. happy. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, what's, what's the last thing you want to tell these the people? The last thing is, uh, where's like the number one place you'd like people to engage with you online? MySpace. Oh yeah. MySpace. <laughs> it's like, it's like the hip new trend, right? <laughs> uh, no, we're, we have, uh, every, my social media is Sean Duras on everything. It's like Honduras, the country yeah. with an S in front. Cause Sean went to Honduras, changed my life, came back. Sean Duras, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we've got our next animation episode coming out soon. So we Space do. Station Animation Just on YouTube. Weeks. Uh Scott and the team have been working super hard on this. It looks incredible. And then I'll be followed up by episode three, four, and five, which are already in the works. Already so in the works, yep. I think that's my biggest shout is make sure you're following Space Station Animation on YouTube and Scott, obviously, and keep an eye out for our next episode. Yeah. And until next time, I hope we all get a little wiser. Heck yeah. Thank you for watching the Directing Animation Livecast, hosted by Scott Weiser. Audio version edited by Kira Horowitz. Copyright Scott Weiser, LLC, 2021.